Hey y'all, I'm back. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I've been gone for a while. I apologize. Um, I've been gone since October. So, um, to give you guys a little background as to why I do feel horrible for being gone as long as I have. Um, I'll give you some backstory. The pandemic, I actually lost my job. And when I did that, I was doing solely my Etsy store for a long time. Um, kind of got into a cycle of depression, ended up just, you know, stopping everything. Um, but I ended up getting a new job. I am back in college. All the fun stuff that goes with growing. <laughs> um, so yeah give you guys a little idea of where I want this series to go again I still want to continue doing these I plan on doing more now especially from where I have more time off um, as well as I have more free time so I hope to put out an episode once a week uh, possibly twice a week determining what my days off are <laughs> um, but I do plan on doing the twice and I'm sorry no <laughs> Ignore me. I haven't done these for a while. Um, I do plan on sticking with season two. And how I'm going to break up the seasons is do ten episodes each. And then I'm going to do a special release episode. So, like, last season I did a About Me episode. Um, so, I do plan on doing something a little bit different uh, with that. So, I may do viewer questions, uh, viewer audio clips that you guys send me. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> we will keep the options open for everything. And see where everything goes from there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and get to your favorite theme song. Alright, see you guys in just a second. through in a sponsored segment there because you know <laughs> anyway so um, this is actually going to be a personal story that I experienced myself and along with my mother who was also there and uh, my mother's partner and my now deceased boyfriend um, he didn't die because of this. I just want to clarify that. Um, he passed away a couple years ago, and this happened, I want to say, probably five, six years ago. So it's been it's been a while, but, you know, he didn't die because of this clarification. Um, so let's kind of explain what happened. If you see me, if you hear me typing on the computer, I am sorry. I'm trying to get everything pulled out so I can remember. Um, now, I do have videos of this, and I do have videos, I mean, not videos, goodness gracious, photos of this as well. Um, so, if you guys want me to share this, I will figure out how. The Twitter that we used to have um, is no longer active. 
Um, I got an email from Twitter saying that the account got hacked and I was not able to get back into it. So, um, if we want to, I can create an Instagram solely for this. That way you guys can follow along and maybe you guys can send me your own spooky stories or whatever you want to do there. But yeah, I'm going to call this episode (laughs) The Demon in the Hotel. Now, I know that sounds very weird and very simple, but you know. So I live in a little small town um, called Beckley in West Virginia. Not too fancy, not too anything really. Um, I live in more of a country town. I don't live in a city area. So that kind of tells you a little bit. Um, My mom actually owns equipment and was once a researcher in a paranormal investigation unit that we had here in West Virginia. Now, ever since having her baby and ever since adopting a baby, we have, or more like she has, um, stopped doing investigations. So, she no longer does this, but at one point she was an investigator and a researcher with the paranormal investigation unit. So we had equipment and everything that we were able to use on this experience. Um, We went to a place called the Mountaineer Hotel. Um, At the time, it was actually not, it was a hotel in the, a while back. I want to say like the 80s, 90s. (laughs) But it has not been used as a hotel in a very long time. Um, It was actually at the time that we went was used as a apartment complex and it was very beat down so I personally would not want to live there but you know I understand people who do and I understand why they would as well so but personally I just wouldn't want to live there um now it is actually owned by the historical society in West Virginia um do not know what it's being used for currently uh, personally, I haven't been down there to look at it since this happened. <laughs> so, my mom actually got a phone call, and they said they were having a lot of issues with the building, and they wanted her, personally, to come out and investigate it. Well, I used to always go with my mom. I was her, I guess, right-hand person. <laughs> um, personally, I'm an empath. I also do have some abilities to sense and see spirits as well as hear them. So it kind of played hand in hand, I guess, if that makes sense. (laughs) So I was able to go with her and experience this as well. Um, They said they were having lots of disturbances, specifically in what used to be the poker hall that was there. Um, now the poker hall itself was very much a <laughs> uses gambling, obviously, but it was more of a party style situation. People would get highly drunk. There was people who had been murdered there due to them owing such and such money. Um, so this building itself was not very happy if that makes any sense there. So, in general, they were having that happen, disturbances there. And by disturbances, they were hearing banging, footsteps, 
when no one was allowed on that side of the building. Um, there's also someone who actually went there during the footsteps to go look around to see if they found anybody and no one was there. They also um, looked for animals, you know, because raccoons and stuff, they can get in places, and there was nothing to be found there as well. Um, on the upper floor, so this building is three floors, <laughs> so just kind of get you an idea. Uh, poker floor was on the bottom level. The second floor, which is where we'd be going now, is a workout area as well as some of the living quarters. And they were having a young, what sounded like a young female girl crying. And anytime they went to go look at it, nothing was there. Uh, they also talked to the residents at the time, and they had no idea who it was, what it was, no one was able to see. They also checked the streets to make sure there was nothing outside that was making the noise and nothing was there. Um, so they kind of went through the same thing as the bottom floor as well. So they did check for animals and such and there was nothing there as well. And then the upper floor was just a living quarters as well. Um, they didn't have any experience there. Um, the only thing that they found strange is that if a resident painted their room or anything like that, the paint would peel and crack as soon as they put it on, even with primer. Um, now, of course, that can be that can be caused by lots of things, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but that was one of their main concerns there. Also, on the bottom floor, there was a diner section, and they said that there was a very um, abusive entity that lived there that would attack people and cause harm. So, um, so my mom took the case. <laughs> she took the case. I made her sound like a police officer. She's not. Um, she took the investigation, I guess you could say, and agreed to all of us going. So, again, it was my mom, myself, her partner, um, her life partner, and then my boyfriend at the time. We all went together. And it was an overnight stay, so we got there about 5 p.m. and stayed there all night until about 5 a.m. So we were there a long time. <laughs> and I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. So we got there and we spoke with the owner. Um, the owner actually lived in a different house. He would only stay there during the day and would be on call during the night in case there is any issues with the housing or the apartments or anything like that. So, um, we just met him and then he ended up leaving for the night. And while he was there, he showed us videos of the entity that was downstairs and told us that we need to be extremely careful, um, because of how dangerous it was to actually be there. So, you know, that didn't make it fun. Um, another thing that he said is that prior to us coming down about a week before, he hired our local satanic cult that we have here 
to come in and perform a seance to try to get rid of these beings. Now, I have nothing against uh, Satanists in general. <laughs> Y'all do your thing. Um, I'm not going to judge you for anything. What I am going to say is any religion or any pe person can perform a seance. And if it's not done correctly, a lot of bad things could happen. Um, you leave things in, you don't get rid of them, you anger them, all these different things that could happen. So we were really in a losing battle, I guess you can say. So we just kind of ignored it because we've dealt with that before. We've been in houses that people has performed seances, um, that they've used all these different things. I mean, we've experienced it, so we weren't necessarily afraid of it. Um, because it was something that we have dealt with many times before. So, um, one thing that we used to do a lot is, number one, we would meet up with the people, get advice, we would talk to people around the area, you know, things like that. Um, just to see their opinions on it, stories that they knew. That way we had some historical basis to what we were doing. Um, another thing that we did is anytime we would go in, we would respect the entities that were living there. We never yelled at them. We never was like, come on, get us, you know. We never did any of that. We were always very respectful to, for them. And we made it clear that we were not there to cause harm, but to help and to explore, investigate. Um, to the point that we would even introduce ourselves going into each room of the building. So, we made it clear that we were not going to antagonize these beings. And we made it clear that we weren't going to let anybody antagonize them while we were there as well. So, things were rather clear. <laughs> I hope that made sense. <laughs> so, we told the owner that everything was fine. Um... The only thing we wanted to do was go down to the little convenience store. That way we could have drinks and snacks and stuff like that throughout the night. If he would stay there during that time. And he did. And we left. He were able to get back in without any issues. And, you know, we were fine there. So we got back to the hotel, set everything up. Um, I personally had a camera as well as an EMF recorder. Uh, which, <laughs> if you don't know what those are... They're a little bit strange to explain. So, um, an EMF is an electronic magnetic field. And essentially, spirits can go into that field and use it essentially as a communication device. <laughs> um, cameras, of course, is for photos, videos, audio recordings, things of that nature as well. And then we also had a spirit box, which allowed us to, again, communicate. Now, we didn't have a lot of audio communication. And we knew that was going to be the case because of the previous owners, as well as people who lived in the building, things of that nature. They did say that they had not a lot of audio 
experiences other than the female crying. So, eh, you know, <laughs> we took it as we wouldn't hear a lot, which after doing the recordings, we really didn't hear too much at all. So, the last thing really that we did was we walked around the building once just to make ourselves aware of the location and you know after that we started the investigation we decided to leave the bottom floor for the last thing we did in case we needed to leave um what i did do though is i set up a recorder so an audio recorder in that room and i also set up a solo cup on its rim so I flipped it over essentially and laid it on a table just to see if there was movement anything like that um, now that cup will come into play later I promise it will <laughs> so we went upstairs you know took care of the investigation there didn't really find much um, we did get a slight recording of a female crying so you know that was kind of expected but we did go into every room in that place um, at the time the residents that were on the second floor uh, the owner moved them to the top floor so the top floor itself was out of bounds for us until you know <laughs> another day <laughs> so they did have extra rooms up there that was fully equipped with bedding you know all these things that they would be able to have so he just moved them up to the top floor uh, because the second floor and the bottom floor was the one that they were having the most activity. So we did that. <laughs> and we explored the second floor. Again, not really much of anything up there. Um, audio recording of the female crying. But past that, we didn't experience much there. We did get shadows in the corners of our eyes, you know, things like that. But again, that could be brought down to peripheral vision, not catching up with you, all these different things. So, um, around 3 o'clock, we decided to break the investigation and go downstairs. Um, now, to make the most coverage, my mom and her partner went one way and me and my boyfriend went the other way. Just to break up the area essentially to see if we can cover more ground now she went to the poker hall um, and I went to the side room beside of the diner area and now when I say diner I don't want you to think about like one of those uh, roadside diners it was nothing like that it was maybe like a 20 by 20 room so I mean it wasn't big and it had chairs and stuff like that set up and then the uh, uh, kitchen was actually um, beside it in a separate room <laughs> so don't think diner but think of like little cafe I guess you can call it and so I went to the side room that was connected to the diner again introduced myself let them know hi uh, we're here to explore we're not here to cause harm yeah, things like that nature and as soon as I walked in to start doing recordings, um, and I started doing photos and videos, things like that, 
I heard something in the hallway fall behind us. Now, it wasn't like something heavy. It was a, um, sounded like a small piece of metal, something like that, that fell down. So, the building itself was under some renovations, so we just kind of chalked it up to that. Um, my mom went to the poker hall area. Didn't find much. She got a really cool photo, though, (laughs) that has huge, I mean, giant orbs in it. And it may just be dust, to be honest. But, you know, it was a really cool photo, and I appreciated it. (laughs) So... She ended up coming back, and she heard this thing fall on her way back to where we were. And so she picked it up, and it was actually a penny. And it was a 1945 penny. And so she was like, oh, that's really cool. And she put it in her purse. You know, didn't think anything of it. And her partner, again, was still with her. So she actually walked into the dino room and sat down on this bench that was in there and she was like I don't like this room it makes me feel uncomfortable it just doesn't feel right I want to go back upstairs um, to grab some stuff that way we can start bringing it downstairs and so I was like yeah totally okay and my mom at that point she was showing me some pictures. I was like, oh man, I need to go grab that audio recorder real fast. I need to see if anything picked up on here before we, um, before we do much of an investigation. And I told her, I want to go in the room for a little bit, um, probably about 15, 20 minutes if you want to go with, uh, Michelle, who's the partner's name, (laughs) and help grab stuff from up there. I want to just sit here and see if I can get anything to, um, commune, we'll call it, with me. She's like, okay, cool. So I've had lots of experience with um, paranormal investigation, spirit hunting, you know, things like that. So she was confident to leave me alone without any issues. So she went upstairs, and me and my boyfriend were sitting downstairs. Now, he's not one to pick and play or anything in that nature, so, um, we, uh, when I had grabbed the recorder and I started listening to it, and I was like, holy cow, that is the weirdest sound, and it was something that sounded like a body being drugged across the floor, and I know what you're saying, wow, a body, that could be anything, but there was nothing downstairs, no one was downstairs, Um, The residents were not even allowed to go downstairs until 6 o'clock that morning after we'd been gone. Um, They didn't have a kitchen area. They didn't have restrooms or anything like that that they would need because the rooms had them. And everything was upstairs. Everything was explained to them. Um, No vehicles were moved. And we had video cameras up that whole night. And... Nobody went downstairs uh, because we made sure we did have a recorder actually pointed towards the steps. That way we could, you know, basically be like, oh, that was that person coming down the stairs. Stuff like that. But nobody came down the stairs. (laughs) And that was the only way in and out of those buildings. There was not a side door, nothing. It was a one front door 
for straight up the stairs to the second floor. And again, like I said, it sounded like a body being drugged. Now, again, me and my mom, my mom was upstairs. Uh, we were all upstairs at the same time, except for the time that we separated. And she went upstairs, and the recorder picked up that noise after she went upstairs. So, <laughs> fun, right? So I was like, okay, cool. That means there's something here. Uh, let's see if we can get it to talk to us or see if I can get it to interact. So my boyfriend sat in the chair, the bench, and he had his arms, like, sprawled out behind me, if that makes sense. So he had his arm wrapped around my shoulders, and he had his other arm out to the side of him. And that cup was still on the table. I know what you're saying. Why are we talking about the cup? Well, <laughs> I introduced myself again. I was like, hi, my name is um, my name is Emily. I am here to learn about you. I'm not here to scare you or to cause you harm. I want to see if I can help you. Would you please let me know of your presence if you are here? I heard that there is a very dangerous spirit in these halls, and I want to make sure you're not going to hurt anybody or figure out a way if I can help you. So as soon as I said that, I heard an audible slap and my boyfriend jumped out uh, off of the chair and the cup that we had sitting on the table, uh, the table itself was about 10 feet away from us. So there was no way he could have hit the table or anything of that nature. That cup that we had slammed against the wall. And also, there was a coffee cup that was downstairs as well that we did not place. It was there before we got there. That coffee cup fell off the table and absolutely shattered on the ground. So I took that as a sign that they did not want us to be there. So I went back upstairs as I came on. Um... We just had a, <laughs> a counter, and I showed her the video of what happened. And she was like, that's not okay, <laughs> naturally. So she went downstairs herself, um, basically said, hey, this is what we're here for. If you don't want our help, then we'll leave. And her partner was sitting down, Michelle, and... She fell asleep within two seconds, and that's not like her. Um, so we were trying to wake her up. She would barely wake up, barely wake up, and we finally got her awake. And we were like, hey, we need to leave. Um, at that point, there was a handprint that produced on my boyfriend, on his arm. So something physical slapped him, whether it be a ghost, a spirit, demon, anything of that nature, but because of the situation that has happened in other people and how they also were attacked, um, we decided to leave for our own safety, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so we packed up everything. At this point, it's like five o'clock in the morning, so it was about time for us to leave anyway. And we did this in the late fall early winter time so when we left it was pitch black dark 
and we started going up the hill and once we got everything into the car we started driving up the hill towards the road that we needed to get on to our house and uh, Michelle who is the driver slowed down oops sorry if you heard that vibrate that was my phone going crazy um <laughs> slowed down to a snail's crawl and we were like why are you driving so slow why are you driving so slow and she said there's someone in front of us they're riding a bike and then there's another person that's running beside them we they won't they won't move they won't do anything and I looked up and there was no one in front of the car uh, my mother looked up front there was no one in front of the car so my mom remembered she was like I picked something up while we were there so she took the penny that she had and literally chucked it out the window and as soon as she did the two figures that were in front of the car went away and we just carried on back home went to sleep and you know woke up the next morning and started going through the files and pictures and things like that that we had yeah <laughs> so that's my um that's my weird story about a hotel that we went to that probably still to this day is extremely haunted um still to this day probably is has a very violent entity there um other accounts of this entity from people that we spoke with inside the building said that they have been choked scratched to the point where blood was brought to them um extreme nightmares night terrors to people who never had them sleep paralysis for people that has never had it um figures rushing them in the doorways situations like that so that was just one of the accounts that we've had but it doesn't cover half of what this entity has caused other people to have yeah i just thought i'd start it back with something simple <laughs> something easy that could be talked about something that was my own experience yeah so hopefully next time i'll get something a little more entertaining, a little bit more fun, a little bit more scripted, if you would. <laughs> but if you like these types of scripted, I mean, non-scripted videos, like, let me know. I can figure stuff out. Uh, I eventually want to bring some of my buddies along to record on this app with me as well. Um, make this a fun little thing. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to message me on here, um, as well as leave audio recordings. Anything you want to do, leave suggestions down below of what you want to have as a um, podcast episode. Let me know. All right, guys. Goodbye, and thank you for hanging out.